Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day. All right, welcome everybody. It is Wellness Wednesday. Thanks for joining Clean Slate. We are going to talk about something different today instead of it being so health related and more about not getting scammed like a kindergartner. Yeah. I think because we've probably all in the last year been scammed. Yes. And it all probably thought, oh yeah, I'll be wise. I'll be wise to that. I've heard too much about it. So I'm not yeah. going to fall victim to that. Mm-hmm. And I have in the past, twice in the past, I don't know, six months, um, you know, fell victim to it. And this most recent time, I think I know the culprit. Mm. So it's it's worth mentioning because I think the um, the scammers out there have gotten so savvy on how to grab you through Instagram sales ads and um, things that seem legit. So you think if it's on Facebook or Instagram, and of course they have your algorithm, so you may have spoken about, oh, I need a, I would love to get a, this a float for the swimming pool for my grandson so he can actually get in and all of a sudden there's all these you know these great floats come up and and there may really be a product out there like that but a lot of it is from china or whatever you go on they have this you click on it and they have this elaborate web page and it all um, looks, it legit. looks so legit um i ordered a float back on june the it was when I was in um, Ed St. Andrews, so I don't mm. know. It's been over a month, probably six weeks ago, and um, it it's never came. Now, that didn't cause any problem with my account. I think that's simply because it was from China, and it's just not going to come. They get your information. Maybe they take the money you paid them, and then you're just not going to get what you ordered. Right. But the whole different kind is where... You see a very legitimate, and I'll just be honest, I think what happened is, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond is is closing their stores. And so there's all these ads on Facebook about all these great deals on Bed Bath & Beyond closing sales that is just, you know, so hard to believe. But yeah, these prices are this low. And these, the pictures are all products you would see there. Shows the price it was, the price it slashed to, you know, get it while it's there, blah, blah, blah. And the the logo is identical. I mean, it is so well done that even I, huh? Hmm. And I look back, so our, um, I ordered a couple of things from there, and I entered in my account information. And then a few days later, my husband texts me, and he said, did you just make a purchase to, from, to GoPuff or something for $44? And I don't know what that is, but I said, I haven't used my card today at all. And he said, well, the bank contacted us and asked if this was legit or not. So I said, decline it. So I thought that was the end of it. For whatever reason, I decided to call the bank because they restricted my card to find out how do I get my card turned back on. And she proceeded to go through with me. I said, I haven't used my card today at all. And she said, oh, we have many charges on your card today. Well, why did we just get a notification of one charge for $44? She went through, there was like $800 in $200 um, bumps from DraftKings, which is the online betting service. There was Uber Eats out in San Francisco. Um, there was, you know, the GoPuff and 
some other just little bits and pieces anyway they took all of our money Mm. everything we had and it was going to be a couple of days before we could get a soft credit and all that so you know, I kind of look back on it, and I'm like, it ha- that had to be all fake. Well, at that point in time, I Googled it, and it's right there, Bed Bath & Beyond scam. Now, why didn't I do that before? I know. Well, it was Bed Bath & Beyond, so you would think that that would be safe. Because I'm coming up on my almost one-year anniversary of my identity theft, and that still gives me PTSD to think about. Um, and I... I really feel like the internet at the home that we were staying at, the vacation home, was somehow, what's the word? Hacked or tracked. Tracked or, or whatever, because no matter what I was doing, they were always one step ahead of me. So it's almost like they could hear us. I mean, seriously, if we were going to have a conversation, we left the house. It wow. was that bad. Go out on the beach and talk about something. Or because, or if I typed in something, like let's say, you know, oh, well, they've never even thought about this card. This card I don't even use. The next day it was compromised. Because it's like they knew that I had looked it up or they, they could track everything that I was doing. And it was really, really crazy. It was, it was very eerie and very scary. And I had a little bit of a scare a couple of days ago because I was sitting in a store and I got a message that Verizon I got an email, a text message from Verizon, which is how the whole thing started. There, you know, your email address has been changed for Verizon. And I'm telling you, my heart rate probably doubled. <laughs> and I thought I was going to vomit. And then I got another message saying, you know, thanks for your Starbucks order. Well, I haven't been to Starbucks in over a month. And I was not at Starbucks. So I'm calling my kids. Who's at Starbucks? No one's at Starbucks. So I really just started having this panic attack. It turned out it was fine. Ian added his email address on the Verizon account for an Apple Watch, which makes sense, I guess. But it just really scared me. And it it was enough to say, okay, bring me back down to where I am very careful with what I, where I use my debit card or anything like that. I, I don't usually pay for anything with my debit card that's not just a grocery store where I know that no one has changed the um, pin code yeah. machine. I don't use my debit card at a gas station ever. I don't use it for anything like that. It, if I can't put it on my American Express card, then I'm sorry you don't get my money. Because American Express is really good about knowing my habits. And right. then if mm-hmm. something's not right, they fix it. Yep. And my bank is pretty small, so they're pretty good with that as well. And they have, I mean, you can't even... You couldn't even call the bank and ask for anything without me being there and knowing the secret phrase. And only the manager knows the secret phrase. So wow. it's me and the manager. Yeah. Well, that's that's the big thing because we, we bank with primarily with Bank of America, who doesn't care. And clearly, when there's $800 in DraftKings taken out of our account, that would be something that would trigger, mm-hmm. um, not a GoPuff. I, I don't understand that. But I do have an account. Well, Empower's account is through fifth third which is a smaller bank where you can actually walk in and you know the people and you can talk to them and they're on top of the security to the point where it annoys you like even if you say i'm going to nicaragua and you try to take money out in nicaragua it blocks your card even though they know and you have to call but i'd way rather that be the case Mm -hmm. than they just let anything happen so and i have a i have a limit (coughs) on my debit card 
um, I want to say it's pretty low. It's like $500 that I can only spend in one day, mm-hmm. which is annoying if you're going to Sam's and you're like, oh my goodness, my purchase is well over. <laughs> or if you tr- use your, like I tried to pay for a muffler, which I couldn't do with my debit card. But I'd rather have it that way than the other way. So I just use my credit card for for anything that's a big purchase but like that. Have you guys ever understood this is, so when the chips came out, uh, where you can tap, you know, the tap. And the, so I, I use that because it's fast. But if you just dropped your debit card somewhere and, you know, in the parking lot of Quick Trip or whatever, they can literally just go in, get whatever they want and tap. There's no, nothing to identify you. You don't have to put in a pin or anything. Mm. It's tap, you're approved. Well, see, my debit card, you have to put in a pin. The only place that's kind of, well, I won't even mention that. There is one store that I don't have to use my debit card when it's like $25 or less, which I find annoying because I want always use my debit card with a pin. But Ian is where he banks. He has an app, and he can turn his debit card on or off. Mm-hmm. And so he leaves it off which the other day we went to Zaxby's and he used his debit card and they go, it's declined, sir. He goes, oh, hold on. And he had to turn the debit card back on. Oh, that's a good. So he leaves it off at all times and then turns it on when he needs it. So if he were to drop it or lose his wallet, there's nothing they could do. Oh, that's good. Where does he bank? Wells Fargo. Again, it's a really big bank. Yeah, I'm wondering if our bank has it and we just don't don't realize yeah, it. Yeah, I, I have been a Wells Fargo. So when I fir- my first paycheck was um you remember first atlanta i don't know if you guys were here okay i was first atlanta and then um it got bought up by first union and then first union got bought up by well um wakovia which we called walk over yeah yeah wakalova yeah and then um wells fargo bought up wakovia so i have just i've had this same track Mm -hmm. all this time and I will say, um, the one time that we went to one of the local water parks, um, it was not like the big water park, the smaller county ones. Um, it was over there at Rhodes, Jordan. I was in charge of getting pizza, so I left my friend with my boys and her kids. I went to Riverside, got pizza, and got back. I left because we were almost done with the day, but we were all hungry. So I dropped, um, I dropped the food off and my phone rang. So I had used the debit card, came back, my phone rang and it was at the time, uh, Wachovia. And, um, they're like, Hey, do you have your debit card with you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I just used it. And, um, for pizza and they're like, well, in the last 10 minutes, could it have been used in Ackworth and in Marietta? And, and I'm like, uh, no. And they're like, you need to go physically get your, and I did. I left it in the car because I knew we were only going to be in about another 30 minutes and then we were all going to be leaving. Somebody had broken into my van and grabbed my Sam's Club, my debit card, and they had some sort of ring going they were able Mm -hmm. to call the card into like um a walmart a target and something else it's about a thousand twelve hundred dollars but they put it back in immediately not even a Mm. 
soft two day wait yeah yeah none of that they they took care of it immediately and so they called me i didn't even know what was missing and they just said this this pattern was not normally something you would do and Mm -hmm. so they had some sort of trigger that would let them know that's how american express is they're really careful with that they know my habits or they'll notice which is kind of scary as well Um, i'm sure there's some kind of algorithm Mm -hmm. but I think most of the things that were purchased during my identity theft were in California and then up the coast into Canada as well. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Well, here's my advice is everybody go to your wallet right now and make a copy of your front and back of all the cards, even your license, anything that's in your wallet, make a copy front and back and keep it somewhere in your house. So if your wallet gets stolen, you lose it or whatever, you can have access to all the card numbers, the expiration dates, the phone numbers on the back of the card of who to call. Because when you're freaked out and panicked and you you forget what's in your wallet. Mm -hmm. And I will say too, if you're going out of town, don't take that with you, but maybe leave it with a friend or leave it where someone that that you could call and say, I need you to go to my house and get some information for me. Mm -hmm. Because if you take it with you, then that's just something else for you to worry about. But if someone else can have access to it that you trust that you can go and and get the information Mm -hmm. for you as well. Yeah, that's a good, because I had my um, car broken into as well. My purse was stolen and my credit card was run up, but this was several years ago. But it was a situation where I'm like, I don't remember what was in my wallet. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people I need to call right, to cancel something. Right. So that's good advice. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, and it's just, it's easy to do. And I do keep a, a book now with everything that has a password. Mine are all really super crazy now, and I, I couldn't even remember them before. And most everything was saved on my phone, which was also a mistake. If you have a book, you just go look it up. And there it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't keep any running record in print, or, or I'm sorry, on digital. Yeah, don't keep it on your laptop. A lot of people say, "Oh, I have it in my notes on my phone." That's what I have. Although yes. I try to do it encrypt, like it's still encrypted. That was mm-hmm. something I understand. Like I have letters blocked out, but yeah. I know what those letters yeah. are. But that was the thing. Like in Nicaragua, when my phone got stolen. I, not understanding okay if someone from a different country where my um service is not there what will they have access to if they're able to hack that phone and get my information and mm-hmm. call, trying to call t-mobile in nicaragua from the u.s i mean that was that was difficult in and of itself but they just turned off the sim card now granted it was a couple hours later but they turned off the SIM card and said, now there's no service. They'll have no access. Well, what if they're... Switch out the SIM card? Well, or? they could... At, at, yeah, if they switch out the SIM card, I guess my information's not on it. But what if they're within Wi-Fi range and they figure out a way to hack in? And, you know, so fortunately, I don't think anything happened from that event. Um but it was shortly after that that well, <laughs> my card say, was... I was going to say with the SIM card, they switched out my SIM card twice, and it did no good. Mm. They still got it. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So stressful. 
I tell you, this technology whole, makes things so much more difficult than it makes things easy. <laughs> I'm going to be Am- Amish. I'm going to get rid of all of it. I'm going to run a little stationary bicycle to run my my um, electricity because it's just like all this digital stuff is is creating so much havoc in mm-hmm. our lives. It's supposed to be easier. And they're making it more and more difficult to use cash. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just, we, we're becoming a cashless society. And um, and I think by design, and I think... And it makes it more expensive because you have to have those things. You have to have your cell phone now. And then now you have to protect yourself. So you may need a VPN, your own private VPN. So there's more money each month to protect yourself I mean, and the list goes on and on. It's like they're creating problems to create solutions to get more money. Right. Well, think about it this way. And I I saw a little video about this. What if I paid you in cash and then you go and spend that cash at a store? And then that store owner uses that cash to pay for his daughter's um, dance lessons and then that cash so it's like when you use cash it doesn't lose any of its value but every time you swipe a card that is like 2.6 percent three three percent going to a bank somewhere mm. and then if that's all we do the value of that fifty dollars lessens because I've even been thinking I've got to raise my price to offset the cost that it takes for you to run to process the credit card. So it just becomes a place where if everybody's swiping, look who makes money mm-hmm. off oh, wow. of yeah. all of that. Because I'm as as a business owner, if I charge fifty dollars for a tutoring session and they run a credit card i don't get that fifty dollars i get like 48 dollars and something and so then when i take that and i'm using that money it loses its value again and then again and again Mm -hmm. to the point to where it's all digitally gone it's just wow it is crazy when you look at it yeah it is wild all right so consumers be warned that's right Oh, and the, what were you talking about, the um, parking deck? Oh, I saw another, well, two other scams to look out for. The first one was QR codes, so, and I'm not really someone who scans QR codes to park. Or I think it was parking, but people have put their personal QR code over the parking QR code where you're supposed to, and instead of you paying to park, you're actually paying money to these people. And I want to say they can actually hack your information from that as oh. well. And then another one was if you join these free Wi-Fi networks, a lot of those are being monitored and they can, they're encrypted somehow and they can get all of your information. So even... Do you know, my husband, we went over to Panera and it was like middle of the afternoon and there was just a couple of strange guys with the headphones and they, (laughs) they didn't have any food or anything. And he goes, he goes, knock your phone off of Bluetooth. And I couldn't because mm-hmm. of my monitor that I had for the, the continuous glucose. And I said, I can't. The alarms will go off. And he goes, I don't like being in here with your Bluetooth on because your, your network is completely accessible. 
when you have your Bluetooth on. And so, and they're sophisticated because if they have a way to, because they're, they're pinging all the time, hence the reason why you're able to read. So, but how do they, how would they get in if they, you know, if it says, you know, paired, here's a new pairing, this Bluetooth is available. They would still, have to be good yeah. hackers. I mean, it's not like, oh, I can now get access to your yeah. stuff. There, there is a hacking mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's just we're making it very, we're ringing the dinner bell mm-hmm. because, it, you know, you know, Joanna's phone. Right. Yeah, and it's just right there. And So how do you... So we, do you just have, it's like I almost need two different phones. I need a phone for my personal use that I don't leave the Wi-Fi or Bluetooth right. on. And a, a phone for my Bluetooth because I depend have, on that. Right. So I have to. I know. So I, know. I mean, Kobe was telling me about you can get your own. If you get VPN. your own VPN, then that's your own private network. It doesn't go anywhere. But that's a monthly cost. But it, it may be something worth doing because the cost of recovering your identification is, is and your money may be worth that added investment. Exactly. Okay, more to think about. That's yep. it. All right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys on Friday. Sometimes we succeed in life. Sometimes we fail. But every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity. Make today the day.